Welcome, everyone, to our Facebook Live today. It is February 4th. Am I supposed to look here or here? See, now this is all messing me up already. 2020. That's just so you can see what's going on, so you know what's going on. I know, on. but every it's... time I look there to see it, my head turns, and so it's like... <laughs> so you don't, don't, don't worry about that one. It's okay. See, I'm used to just radio only. Then you just kind of do your own thing. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Peyton. Sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. It is 2020. I've been telling everyone still it's 2019. And so we are working right now on getting everything up and live on Facebook. So we've got it on Radio Dixie. And Tony, go ahead and have you? did you get yours on there already? Did it work for you? Well, I just need to know. Okay. So as, as we do this, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and then I'll grab your phone from you and uh, just do it for you. It'll make, make life easier for both of us. All right, Tony Chambers with Dixie Direct, and we produce the Dixie Direct Savings Guide for the last 23 years. And then we also have the Green Pages, which is our direct mail advertising piece that just hits your mailbox. So you can call it junk mail, you can call it whatever you want, but we mail 68,000 of those every two months. Holy cow. Well, my philosophy is if we're going to mail 68,000, you know, some people are just going to throw them in the garbage. That's where the junk mail term comes up. Mm-hmm. But that still leaves a lot of people that are using it on a regular basis, right? Yep. Law of averages. That's a large law yes. of average. Thanks. I know. But Dixie Direct's what we're most known for. I mean, obviously, saving people money all over the city for 23 years and buy one, get one free at 78 restaurants, golf discounts, Shakespeare tickets, Tuacon tickets. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then uh, those sell for 35 bucks, and half the money goes to a school organization. And that's where our passion really comes from. Cool. So talk to us a little bit. So what we're doing right now, just so you guys know, so typically our radio show goes for 30 minutes from 3 to 3.30. Uh, I've been really frustrated that I didn't have enough time to talk to my guests that come in here. So right now, so we're going to do a recap on what we're doing right now. Or, uh, no, we're going to do a recap. We're going to talk about what we're doing. And then we're as soon as the radio show goes live, we'll do a quick intro again. And if people want to come back, then they can watch it later. Gotcha. So that said, so we've got Tony here. He is the owner of the Dixie Direct. Uh, he just told us a little bit about that you do the Dixie Direct book, what it, what it is. You talked about the schools. Talk about that just for a little bit, what you're doing for the community. Because I love this. This is why not only reason why we buy Dixie Direct because we like the discounts. It's one reason why we like to support the Dixie Direct is how much you guys are giving back. Yeah, and, and over the course of 23 years, we're upwards of $4.5 million donated back to local groups and schools, um, that kind of thing. Basically, in a nutshell, 35 bucks is what the book costs. We send them home with schools or the kids will go out and sell them. And then they keep half the money, 1750 stays at that organization. Um, you know, I'm a sole owner. I don't have any partners. We don't do anything like that. And we've had multiple people come saying, listen, why are you giving back 1750 You've done this for 23 years. You could give them 10 bucks, and they'd still go do it. That's not how our system works. The reason we have so many businesses and your your big players, especially like your restaurants, like a pizza and pie, ca- you know, pizza uh, factory, they've been in business for thirty nine years. Peyton, do they need to give you a two for one to get you into a pizza factory? No, no, my you're wa- going to go there anyways. Yes, my wife will tell us we're going. There. But exactly, and and that company says, you know what, we're still going to offer this huge discount because of what we do for the schools and the organizations. I. I I like to say it's a win-win-win. Everyone kind of wins. The businesses win. The businesses themselves win because we get new businesses to them or new clients to them. And then, of course, the school kids and the money is given back. And that's that's what we're all about. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Go ahead and pull this up. I believe we're just making sure Tony is 
I pull up your page, make sure we're going live there. Uh, so it's kind of fun to hear different business owners coming in, especially ones that are able to give back. Now, I refuse to make Tony's head any bigger than it already is, but to give back four and a half million dollars, I, I've never heard of anyone be able to say that they've been able to give that back. Now, the cool part is, is it's spread around to so many different schools. Correct. You're not just like, hey, we're just giving this one school this. Well, and the cool part too is, Peyton, is that each individual school gets to keep all that money they raise. So today, for example, we gave away 7,200 and some odd dollars. I just, we did uh, Red Mountain Elementary. We did Bloomington Elementary and Westside Christian, little 15 student, you know, Christian school. It was pretty cool. Okay. Now they only sold 47 books, but there's 15 kids. That's 822 bucks. But that money doesn't go to the school district. The principals themselves get to say, hey, you know what? We're going to keep this money. And we're going to buy some playground equipment because the federal government or the school district hasn't given them enough money to do it. Hey, we need some more Mac book pros, whatever the case, the principal themselves or the PTA or whoever's raising the money for the school, that money stays right there. It doesn't go to the Washington County school district. One of the things that we've always been concerned about, and I know I shouldn't even say this, but at some point, what if Washington County school district says, you know what? Yeah, we'll do Dixie Direct. We'll let you go through all the schools and raise all this money. But all the money needs to come to the school district, and then we're going to farm it out to where we want to. Mm, yeah, that'd be Which tough. punishes the schools that are actually doing the program. Yeah. And so I hope it never gets to that. I shouldn't even put that out in the universe, but <laughs> um, it, it's it's a great system. It, it's so much fun. Yeah, So because each school is rewarded on how much they do. Yeah. Right? So the ones who hustle get to take that money. Correct. And a lot of it does have to do with the. It's your phone again. I know it's. I know. Sorry, you get me talking, and I'm like, I can't do do two things at once. I mean, <laughs> um, but no, the the, you know, a lot of it isn't so much even how much they hustle. I mean, it is a a big advantage to be in a a maybe a better community or a bigger community that has a little more money. Okay. You know, because those those parents can afford to spend thirty five bucks. But the greatest part about it is even the lower, you know, Title I schools, when you're talking about 35 bucks and half of it goes to that school, to save those families that might be on some kind of public assistant, maybe they're doing all this, they're still spending money, Peyton. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's a perfect situation for those schools also, and they have equal uh, opportunity to do it. And we don't charge them anything up front either. It's all, hey. Do it. Don't do it. Give us the books back. If you don't sell them, everything's consignment. That's awesome. So what what kind of percentages when you give the schools books, do uh-huh. they go out and actually sell them? It depends on the school. So some schools, a Vista charter, they have a thousand students. They sell 600 books a year. Um, so it just kind of depends. They raise $14,000. Crimson View Elementary, they raised $12,300 this year. Um, some of the smaller schools, you know, with 500 students, they'll sell 300 books. I mean, so on an average, that's kind of the, the give and take of it all. So, okay. That's awesome. So now that we know what you do now, let's get into the fun stuff. Okay. So let's talk about why or a, how you got into Dixie direct, but then what I want to do is go back to where were you in your, your business career? What did you start in all the way back? I know you're like 33, so (laughs) See, my Botox is paying off from yesterday. Uh, let's talk about what, where you were growing up. Did were you an entrepreneur from the very beginning? When you were, were you in lemonade stands out in the front of your street trying to hustle? You lawn care. Tell tell us about growing up. Growing up, I have the most crazy story you'll ever hear. 
Okay. I was, my mom was married eight times by the time I was 18 years old. My dad was married seven times. Oh. My mom was a polygamist for a while. So I had a, another family that my mom, I, it's crazy. But the story basically goes is I had this instant, uh, whoops, sorry. I had this instant desire to say, you know what, when I have kids, when I get married, I'm not going to do these kind of things. I'm not going to put my kids through these same things. Now, looking back at my childhood in particular, and, that, and it explains a little bit why I'm a little crazy, right? <laughs> I mean, it does. It's just like, oh, now it's all making sense for Mr. Chambers. Um, but literally, that that's kind of been where my motivation was. So it wasn't so much about, I want to be an entrepreneur. Trust me, I tried everything. I'm a natural sales guy. I love talking to people. I will pick up the phone. I will do whatever it takes. And I, I remember even in schools, you know, selling bagels or chocolates. That was something that was drifting. I was like, I'm going to dominate this. I don't care what I have to do. And it, it, it was one of those little personal things. But I'm an old car salesman. That's where I've actually got my first taste of the real sales bug, kind of like you do real estate. I said, I fell in love with cars. Okay, and at some point, I will sell cars again. Trust me. How, I love it. Just because, you're, just because you have fun doing it. Well, it's... It's the challenge. It's the, the sales ability. I mean, you know how it is in real estate even. The fact of the car business in particular, I always told people that it was literally, when you go buy a car, your guard is up. You're ready to get snowballed and they're coming at you <laughs> and watch out. Here come, here come the, the hawks, right? Uh-huh. And for me to go out there, break the ice, take that little chip on their shoulder and flip it off, I loved it. Awesome. Loved it. And that's why I... I did so well in the car business. And how old were you when you started <clears throat> in that business? 22 years old Okay, is when I started the car business. Now, the other night, totally random. Uh, so like I, four years ago is when I started. Yes, yeah, seriously. So just, uh, what was that, last two Fridays ago? Yep. So I'm sitting down eating pizza and I can hear Tony <laughs> coming up from downstairs and I'm like, where? what was that? Rigatti's. Rigatti's. Rigatti's, yeah. Great little place out in Washington. Uh, ran by father and son, yep. super good food, great environment, good people. Shout out to them. Uh, and I can hear Tony downstairs. And as he's walking up the stairs, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> Tony Chambers. And his wife was like. <laughs> and I had no idea what was going yeah, on. Yes. It, it was it was super funny. So the opportunities to, uh, to get a talk to Tony is always fun. Anyways. And we, it's a good thing you ran into me there because you sent me a date of April 4th, not February 4th. So we. Yes. Made sure I got here today. Yes. So we could have been in, we could have completely missed paths and, and not even, uh, not even been able to do this. So, so that said, you told me a hilarious story about how you met your wife and how everything pinned out. Can we talk about that on air? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping my wife's watching. She's heard this story so many times, but I relish this story. Okay. So let's, this is an awesome story. So let's okay. So it. going back to the car business, okay. you know, that's what I was. I love selling cars, everything else. Now, if, I don't know if you noticed my name tag. I actually wore it today for you, just so you could see it. Just it does sure say I... it does say Mr. Humble, Tony, Mr. Humble Chambers. Okay. <laughs> make sure we zoom in. I on know you back. should. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. There it is. Uh, I'll uh, see the the light. It's the too, light and on my head. It's and too. Here. It's too it amazing. Does, it does says Tony Cha- Tony, Mr. Humble Chambers. That is my <laughs> nickname. That's what I dub myself. <laughs> so going back to my car business and my wife's story. Story. Um, I was selling cars. I had been divorced for two weeks. I had two kids. I was non-LDS because that's kind of how I grew up. And all of a sudden, this hot new little receptionist comes in at Stephen Wade Honda Mazda, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, here we go. 
So I walk up to her and I says, I'm Tony Chambers. She goes, yeah, I know who you are. I'm like, how do you know who I am? She goes, yeah, Lori, another office manager. She actually works for Cress Staley. I know Cress was on the show the other day. She actually works for Cress. And and Lori had already pulled her aside and said, listen, this guy, Tony Chambers, he's a piece of work. Stay away from him. Oh, no, it was already out. And so when I said, yeah, I'm Tony Chambers, she said, yeah, I've already been warned. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah, just divorced, two kids, non-LDS, not interested. And I'm like, oh, challenge is accepted. (laughs) And that was my exact comment. For two weeks, Peyton, I dished it and dished it and dished it. Got nowhere. She threw it right back in my face. And then one night we're standing outside on the porch and I look at her and I say, hey, so when are we going out? She goes, really? That's how you're going to ask me out? And I'm like, listen, (laughs) it's just a matter of when, because we've played this game for two weeks. When are we going out? And she goes, you are the cockiest person I've ever met. And I said, that didn't answer the question. Now did it? (laughs) And she says, I live on the Wedge F1. And I says, great, I'll be there at eight o'clock. And I swear to you, Peyton, she goes, whatever. And turned around and walked out. That's all I needed. So I knocked on her door. Eight o'clock, the roommate answers the door. I ask for Ricky. She yells, Ricky. Ricky looks around, not ready for a date, had no idea. She looks over and goes, are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm like, let's go. Do you remember what you guys did that first night? No clue. And she doesn't even, so I can get away with saying I don't remember. We probably went to a movie or something cheesy like that. but That's awesome. And how many years have you guys been married now for? 24 in July. That's pretty incredible. 24 years after. It's incredible that I put up with her for 24 years. Yeah. That's what most people say. I'm sure I'm sure that's what most people say. No, that's exactly how it is every time. Uh-huh. I, I just, yeah. Because that's what most people say about me and my wife yeah. that, sh- that I put up with her. Well, they always, they always compliment her and say, man, you really hit the lottery. <laughs> and I agree with her. This, this is what we call the lying radio show today. <laughs> Everything is lies, lies, and lies. Anyways, okay, so you've been 24 years. I've seen you guys at a bunch of shows. I was actually chatting with one of your boys uh, one time when you guys were somewhere in the Bahamas. It was at, uh, what was that event? Down at the Dixie Center. Anyways, he came up and he started trying to hustle me. He's like, hey, do you have your Dixie Dreck book? You can put your name in a drawing. Oh, yeah? It it was super cool. So shout out to the little Oh, probably Dickens Festival. That's probably where it was. Yes, they were out there. They were out there hustling. So talk about your kids. Are your kids involved with your business at all? Is your wife involved in your business at all? Well, my wife is now. (laughs) Okay. She just came to work for me six months ago. She has been a stay-at-home mom forever and ever. And my youngest will be 13 this Thursday. And I've got seven kids all the way up to 28 years old, almost your age. Okay. So I'm interviewing and talking to somebody my (laughs) own kid's age. Isn't that weird? Um, But my 13-year-old is probably the one that's going to be taking over Dixie Direct. That's kind of what his goal is. At this point, okay. I mean, he hasn't found girls or cars yet, so who knows what's <laughs> going to happen. But that's kind of what the game plan is. Um, what was your other question? Uh, Nate, you said you said your wife came and worked for you. If she was sitting here, would she say that you work for her? Do you guys work together? You know that answer. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend. She totally works for me. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> no, I, I should. I should have definitely seen that coming. Hey, I wear the pants. I just wear the ones she tells me to. Yes, there you go. So do you guys in the family, do you guys actually go out, knock doors, and help sell the books? Do your kids do it? Do they raise money for different organizations? Tell me about that that dynamic. My kids do do their own little fundraising, and they'll do it for, you know, my one daughter, Cameron, my 15-year-old, she's going to Haiti on a little study abroad service trip. I don't even, I don't know all the details. She goes to Tuacon High School, and it's some humanitarian trip. But she has to raise her own money for that. So she is currently out 
selling some books, but then she does a lot of babysitting and different things like that. Um, a lot of my kids, it, it's kind of a weird thing. They're not as comfortable selling Dixie Directs because it's dad's business. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. It, it's, it's kind of funny how that works. Um, but they do do some. And then, of course, if Vista Charter is where my son goes, he went and sold two books so he could get some prizes, which he gets all the prizes <laughs> anyways. But he did it anyways <laughs> to support the school. So okay. um, that's kind of how that program works. That's awesome. So uh, over, you said you've owned Dixie Direct for how many years? 23. 23 years. And coming into Dixie Direct, were, did you come directly from the car sales? Tell us how that transaction worked or transition worked. For from- the first 10 years of doing Dixie Direct, my I did have a partner involved. He had a regular job. I had a regular job. And Dixie Direct was a side hustle. It okay. was just a fun little hobby. We got a bunch of free food and trade and golf and you know, we kind of did it for that. It wasn't really <laughs> about making money because we had a re- regular job. Um, and then 12, 13 years ago, I bought him out, and that's when it got real, real. Okay. And that's when I said, and I think even in my little questionnaire, we're, we're happy to talk about, mm-hmm. I have been fired from every job I've ever had in my entire life, except for Dixie Direct. That, that's it. It's hard. For real. It's hard to fire yourself from your own job. Well, it's so here, here's the thing. Again, going back to my humbleness. Remember Allen Iverson? You're probably too young to even know who. See, this is the problem. He played for the Philadelphia 76ers, stud guard. Okay. Okay. He got in trouble. I mean, he was an all-star, dominated. I mean, one of the best out there. He'll be on the Hall of Fame, everything, right? Okay. He got in trouble for not going to practice. And he had an interview. And if you Google it, you'll see. (laughs) He says, we're talking about practice. Have you seen my numbers? (laughs) He didn't need to be at practice, but... In your little questionnaire you sent out and I sent you yesterday, mm-hmm. it does talk about that fact that in the car business, and then I even sold radio uh, for Coney Country. I hosted a radio show. I did all sorts of other little things like that. Um, they always – imagine your – what real estate company you actually work for? Uh, Red right Rock? Now, Red Rock, yeah. Okay. So imagine the owner of Red Rock hounding you 24-7. You need to be here. You need to do this. You need to do this. When you're on commission – and you get to set your own hours, right? Mm-hmm. Car business, radio sales, same way. If you sell your cars and you've made your money, why are you forcing me to do something? So that little lesson, and that's why I'd always get fired, by the way, is because I would be like, uh, there's nothing going on. I've sold 30 cars this month. I'm going golfing. No, you're not. You need to be on schedule. I'm on commission. If I want to go golf, let me go mm-hmm. golf. So those little things that I did in the radio and got fired from there, car business, same kind of thing. I decided when I start hiring people, we're not going to have that. I think the worst thing that business owners can do is force their employees to be at work if their heart and soul is really not into it. They're not going to do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. So back in the car business, when I would be made to stay there, even though I wanted to be somewhere else, I wouldn't treat the customers the same because I didn't care. I was like, you're kind of infringing on my time. I should be out golfing. I'm... (laughs) And so, does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, and so, yeah. so those little things that I learned from the car business and radio in particular and being fired from every job, it kind of taught me uh, how to run a business in my weird way of just saying, listen, guys, if you don't want to come in, text me and say, hey, I need a personal day. I'm going on vacation. Cool. We'll, we'll handle it. I don't want people in that aren't passionate about what they do. So how's that, how's that affected the Dixie <clears throat> Direct? How, what kind of camaraderie do you guys have in the office? We are a family. Hundred um, percent. You've got my wife now running my books. We've got uh, Kristen Heiner, who 
is a neighbor. I like to call her a neighbor. She's fantastic, but she's only been with me a short time. Kenny Jackson, my graphic designer, he's been with me for seven or eight years now. Long time. And I've known Kenny since he was 14 years old. He used to come down with my wife's brother for spring break, and that's how I got to know Kenny. That's cool. And then Jim Clemens, he's my senior. He's the greatest. He is. And no, everybody loves Jim. Jim, if you're watching this, you're amazing, and don't let anyone ever tell you any different. He, he, he wouldn't listen to you anyway. He'd be like, <laughs> I know how great I am. Just kidding. No, but... He's 65, 66 years old and just loves everything about what we do. And we're his family. He's our family. And that's how we've created the whole company. That's incredible. So are all those, are they all full-time for you then? Uh, I don't know if you want to. I think I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's okay. Don't like even, my wife's full-time. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about that. Okay. So <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> uh, some of these fun questions that I had uh, down here that he had some of the craziest responses that I've seen from anybody uh, so far. So, uh <clears throat> what is a glamorous way to say what you do for work? Do you want me to? Re- I'm just going to read this. All right, go for it. Marketing genius and wizardry is on my business card, but for real, marketing sales <laughs> fundraise specialist. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I wish I would have brought one of my business cards. It does say wizardry genius owner and sales. Yep. Well, there's my four bullet points. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so <laughs> how do you take so there in in St. George? There's people who love Tony and there's people who hate Tony. Uh-huh. How do you? I think that was. I think that was Sean. Yes, it was. Okay, he's just double checking yeah. to make sure we're in here. I know. How do you decipher on caring about what some of those people are saying about Tony? I don't care. You don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I know it's fascinating, and my wife thinks I'm full of crap, and other people might think I'm full of crap. The only things I care about are the real personal relationships I have. So, if you're referring to like internet banter, let's say. Okay. Or internet controversy. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. We'll, we'll li- segue into that. There's been a little bit of that out there. Internet is not real life people to me. Okay. Okay. There's never a comment that I can make that's going to make someone change their mind once they're on the internet and they've already made up their mind. Mm-hmm. But people with real relationships with me that understand my sense of humor, which is very warped. <laughs> I get that. I'm the first to admit it. I'm guilty. Okay. If you take my things serious, yeah, you're not going to be a fan of Mr. Chambers. It's just how it is. And I've accepted that a long time ago. Okay. Maybe I was beat up a lot when I was a little kid. I don't know. <laughs> well, I always <laughs> I always respect anytime someone's getting a ton of hate, I always think to myself, why is that person getting all that hate? And what are they doing? Typically, people who are on top, there's mm-hmm. always rocks getting thrown. Sure. Always, always. That's just how it always is. Yep. And so I always like to figure out, like, okay, what's really going on? What's happening? And then to find out you, here, toot your horn again, to donate so much money back, that is, it's truly one of the coolest things ever. And those are the things that are the things that actually consume my time versus nonsense from people that might not be a fan of mine or care about what I do or whatever. I just go, you know what? You can't, Jim and I had a great conversation coming back from one of the schools today. It seems like today's day and age, especially with the internet and social media, you have, everyone wants to please everybody and it's impossible. You can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have somebody that's just like, oh, why are you doing those live videos? Tony, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, <laughs> you in here real sec. We're about to go live. Oh, oh, we've. We're about to go here. <laughs> it's a good segue. Stop. Stop. 
Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is February 4th, 302, 2020. Yes, I have been telling everyone it's 2019. And I have Mr. Wonderful Wizard, Mr. Humble Wizard, Salesman Extraordinaire. Wonderful is pretty good, though. Mr. Tony Chambers here (laughs) in the office. Uh, And we have just been talking on, let's see, what time is it? We we got in here today at about... 2.30, so we've been going live on the Facebook, so if you want to catch completely up with what's going on on the radio show today, feel free to uh, jump on the Facebook a little bit later. Uh, we've been talking about, Tony, what he does. Give us a recap in about one and a half minutes, what you do oh. really quickly. Ready, go. Okay. We produce the Dixie Direct Savings Guide, the Dixie Direct Green Pages, which is your direct mail piece, but Dixie Direct's our main piece. Um, that is a discount guide full of buy one, get one free dinners, golf discounts, Shakespeare Festival, entertainment, beauty, health, beauty, all sorts of stuff like that. And they sell for 35 bucks. Half the money goes to a school or an organization. There it is. Yeah. Dixie Direct. Southern Utah's number one source for saving. And the green pages. There they both are. Um, Dixie Direct's our main thing. We love everything about it. it it's given me an opportunity to meet a lot of great business owners, kind of help them out with their marketing side and it's just been a fantastic 23-year journey, and we look forward to more and more every time. I got to give a shout-out. So uh, mm. my stepdad actually owns this company right here, Affordable Sheds. And Your dad is Dennis? It's Yeah, he's my stepdad. Really? So my real father passed away when I was 14. Okay. But Dennis, I've adopted him as my dad. Well, we have an affordable shed in our backyard. Yeah, didn't he build you a monster like uh, house it's garage? It's my father-in-law's <laughs> garage, and yes, it is— <laughs> It wasn't a garage. Well, no. okay. okay, it was a garage. It was a monster garage. It, you can fit six cars, I think. And they, yeah, that's ridiculous. Yes. So a shout out to this really works because he continuously gets business off this every single and year. And the only marketing dentist does, I talk to him all the time, is Dixie Directing Green Pages. Yep. It's perfect. So that to say, we'll get off the sales because okay. Tony is a little too good at sales. And then we'll all start I buying. I know, we'll Dixie just be like, oh, there, here we go. So we've we've talked about a ton of his entrepreneurship. We've talked about the giving. I love talking about giving because people, when they hear about it, they want to give more. They want to be involved and they, they it gets them excited. So tell me again the uh, about how much you guys have been able to give back to the communities. Well, so far in 23 years, it's about $4.5 million. Last year, it was about $260,000 in and, one year. And that goes to who? Schools, fundraising groups. I mean, we go, you know, it, schools are the main part of it, okay. you know, and the money goes right to the schools and everything else. The books sell for 35 bucks. Half the money goes to that organization or that school. Okay. However, we do have Sun River Lapidary Club, whatever Lapidary is. I don't know, but they come to us. Lapidary, swimming in milk. No, I'm not thinking that's what it was, but <laughs> yeah, I, I like where you went. Um, but, you know, just different organizations, anyone that's a 501c3, they come in they say, hey, we want books. And we say, okay, here you go. Here's 50 books. Um, we've done stuff for Habitat for Humanity. We've done stuff for all sorts of organizations. And so it's a free service we provide. People come and grab the books. They go out and sell them. If they don't sell them, they bring them back. Everything's done on consignment. It's just kind of a, here's a way to raise some money. That's awesome. And so if they want to reach out to you, do they just call DixieDirect.com? Just go on there? Yeah, you can just, well, grab a Dixie Direct or look it up. Yeah, I'm the easiest person to find. My cell phone number's everywhere. <laughs> Believe it or not, my picture is in the front of the book and my cell number is right there. Okay. All these people are like, hey, can you share my phone number? And they're like, oh, no, I don't want you know. 
call me any old time. I'll pick up the phone. And and he does answer his phone. It's ridiculous. Okay, so let's jump back into <clears throat> I want to I want to keep diving more into Tony and understand Tony, why Tony does what he does. Uh, tell me about you talk a lot about getting fired from job after job after job, being really successful and saying, "Hey, I'm kind of I'm doing this. I've made amazing things. Let me go do what I want." Why do you think people have a hard time with with that, you're, you're really successful. You're doing a lot of good. You're making all these car sales. You're doing this. Why do they get frustrated with you? Because people in the boss position, they think they always have to be the boss and they refuse to use common sense and say, you know what? Why am I trying to tick off my best sales guy? Let them, you, not everybody has to play by the same set of rules. And that, I, I, I get really frustrated with this world we live in now where it's like, Ooh, everybody has to have the same this and this and this. No, the people that want to hustle, they're entitled to more. I'm okay with that, you know. Um, but but for some reason, especially in the corporate world, car business, radio, everything else, the people at the top seem to forget that they started at the bottom. And when they get to the top, they just lose all self-consciousness. I don't know what to ex- how to explain it, but they just... They don't look at these up-and-comers as people you need to groom or as equals. They want to be on top 24-7. I struggled with that with every job. I mean, I really did. I just, I can't stand that kind of attitude. And so I just kind of made a conscious effort to say, you know what? Not putting myself in that situation anymore. And it's scary. You know how scary it is. Mm -hmm. Hey, instead of getting a nine-to-five paycheck... Here we are hustling, right? Yeah, every, every day. Trying we to hustling. separate ourselves. Yeah, yeah, every day. So there has been so much good, bad advertisement about Tony that it's it's just incredible the the amount of awareness that's being brought to the Dixie Direct. Sure. Too. Has have you seen an uptick in sales, a downtick in sales? How how have you taken all of that? Well, with the controversy stuff on Facebook and everything else like that, um, the schools suffered. Because a lot of schools got scared off. Okay. However, just like I always said from the very get-go when it all went down, people are coming to my office buying books for 35 bucks, and I make all $35. I'm not having to give $17.50 away. Okay. So it has been a great thing in all honesty, and I know that's going to hate. It's going to drive the cancel culture people nuts and the <laughs> internet warriors nuts, but it's been fantastic. Every ounce of it. Um there has been so much publicity of people that might not have even known about Dixie Direct. You know, that, that old cliche of saying that bad publicity is good publicity. In this case, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like the perfect storm. And especially when you go back, and if you're not familiar with it, you can go research it. There's plenty of articles. Um, what I said was about an ordinance, not about a group of people. Mm-hmm. And it got twisted and people went nuts with it. They wanted a big old apology, and I said, you know what? I'm not apologizing for anything because you're reading way too much into it via internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Internet always so. skews everything. If the, the coolest part, you guys, about Tony is that you can call him and come and talk to him about anything in his office. Call him on the cell phone. He'll never avoid a confrontation. That's why I love it. And and you will honestly walk away knowing exactly what he thinks because there is no filter. Nope. And he won't, yet, fault. He, he won't say <laughs> profanities to you. Nope. Uh, it's just the opportunity to really understand it from, from his point of view. And, and I think honestly on social media in particular, if you are familiar with any of my stuff, 
I egg it on and I poke fun <laughs> because internet is really just an outlet for fun, in my opinion. Okay. I don't get serious about anything. There has never been a single comment that I've gotten, and I can share with some doozies I got that I saved just for my own personal enjoyment. That's not the reaction they wanted. They wanted Mr. Chambers to get all yeah, get kicked mad. off and ready to fight. So that, that brings not me happening. to another thing. You were talking the other day to me about uh, – Anybody who has their number online, they're going to get scammers mm-hmm. that are going to come to them. <laughs> and, and we were talking— My at, wife killed it, though. I'm so disappointed. Go okay. ahead. Okay, so well, we were talking at dinner about yes. a scammer that you were on, like, session four with this guy. Just give me an idea. I mean, for lack of time, let just give me a little idea of what's going on, what you're doing to them. Well, I, I try to explain to people I do have a lot of free time on my hand and probably too much. And so I find <laughs> weird outlets for it. But I got a random email that just said, hey— um, I noticed your name is Chambers, and I'm handling the estate of a Craig Chambers from Denmark that died in a car accident in March, and I'm wondering if you might be related in some way, but he's got 22.8 million euro, and I'm like, heck yeah. So it was a scam, right? Uh But of course, I'm going to email this person and be like, absolutely, I'm sorry to hear about Craig. I mean, that was like literally my first comment, and they're like, so are you interested in our, our you know, uh, getting this money? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's bring it. So I actually get, went as far as in about the fourth session with this guy after emailing him some stuff and, and all this kind of stuff. Now, you didn't he, send him any, like, personal information, no, right? No, he had my name because he emailed me. Okay. You know, my, my email is Tony at DixieDirectCard.com. I'm, I'm easy to find. Okay. So anyways, I actually had the guy call me. And keep in mind, he's from Denmark. His name was Gostoff. I don't know, Russian name, and then Christensen, which was very hilarious. I mean, it was like all these different names and then Christensen. And anyways, he calls, and you can tell he's a Nigerian dude with a Nigerian accent. <laughs> and he's he, we have a full conversation. I went Facebook Live with it as quick as I could <laughs> and videotaped the whole entire thing. So you can go to my Facebook and find it. I mean, it, it, it was quite fun. And then we went one extra step, and he sent me – uh, uh, the part where he wanted my personal info, my social birth date, all this. So I made up some stuff. I told my wife to scan this little sheet. And when she sent it to me, because she scans it and then sends it to me so I can forward it to the guy, she actually titled it Scammer Crap. Oh, man. And so when I forward it to the guy, it said Scammer Crap. And so all of a sudden I didn't hear back from the guy. So I asked him, hey, I haven't heard anything. And they're like, yeah, Scammer Crap. And then he got all upset and never talked to me again. <laughs> so I'm out 22.8 million euros. Dang it. But yeah, that's the kind of fun I like to have so, at the expense of others. Okay. I wouldn't quite say at the expense of others. Someone was trying to scam you. The sad thing is, is people get pulled into those all the time. That's and- the scariest part, Peyton, is that they're doing it because it's obviously work sometime. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I wanted to get to where he was going to ask for $2,000 to wire transfer the money. That's what I figured it was going to. Mm-hmm. Never got there for sure to find out what the scam was, but that's really sad. You're a good person to prank because you're gonna blow that I'll, up. And... I'll play right along. So, and have so fun. if I have a scammer, can I give them your email? Absolutely. <laughs> Please feel free. <laughs> Tony at DixieDirectCard.com. Go for oh, it. There we go. So, so we don't have to worry about that then. So let's talk about. Uh, let's see. So we've got about 12 minutes left. Let's talk about some other fun things that you guys you like to enjoy doing with your family. So we know you're a family man. What do you guys have fun doing? We like to travel. Right. I don't do boats or ATVs or any of this other kind of stuff that other people I know might really get into. I'm not a hunter. I do like to fish. Okay. Um, 
but we really like just trips. We've decided a long time ago that trips are what those long lasting memories are going to be for my family and my kids. Okay. And with seven kids, we've always made sure that at age eight, when they got baptized, we took them on just their own trip with mom and dad. At age 12, we do the same thing. And then at age, you know, when they're graduating, we go on a family trip and everything else. But we do a lot of traveling. Uh, we do have two RVs that we rent out and use personally. Okay. So we take RV trips and just as much of that kind of thing. Because I just bought plane tickets for five people. I can't imagine buying plane tickets for awesome, nine people. Well, it's a good thing <laughs> we spend a lot of money uh, producing our products because we do get a lot of sky miles and free miles. And okay, so fair enough. It's not as bad as it might seem, but it is expensive, yes. Fair enough. Okay, so let's talk about some things that, that have changed you, tweak your, your career choices and stuff. What are some influential books that you've read over the years that you've read? Are you a reader right now? No. No, okay. Listener? to murder podcasts. <laughs> okay, so not I a, can tell you about every Dateline murder podcast ever known. That's what I listen to. So you to. like that scary stuff? It's not even scary. It's just fascinating to get in the mind of those warped human beings and I just love that kind of stuff. Like First 48 on TV and stuff and those kind of things I love. But as far as a real book, okay. <laughs> okay, let's talk about some real For books. For any business owner out there, especially small business entrepreneur, and if you haven't read it, which I will guarantee you will know exactly which book I'm talking about, oh. E-Myth Revisited. I've read their E-Myth, Of yep. course you have. Maybe not the Revisited. Well, that's what they... But the it's, e it's a 30-year-old book, but it's called Revisited. So oh, I'm guessing okay. I probably there was the an E-Myth original, and then they revisited. I don't know. Okay. When I read that book... I would have sworn that it was brand spanking new and that it was written after following me around secretly for 13 years of running Dixie Direct before I went full-time with Dixie Direct. Okay. Every ounce of that book. And if you are in business or want to go in business for yourself before you go anywhere, I call it my personal Bible. And it's still, to this day, the only business book I've ever read. So what, why, why did that change you? Why were you ready? Why were you ready for that book to have that much influence on you? I don't know that I was actually ready. Somebody just casually suggested it. And at that point in my life, I was like, all right, we got to get serious here for just a minute. And then I read that one book and I was like, I got it. Let's go. <laughs> and I figured it out from there. I didn't go to, you know, one thing we didn't really talk about is my education or anything else like that. Okay. No college, zero, barely graduated high school. Um, grew up, like I told you on the Facebook live, you know, in a very weird environment, mm -hmm. I just figure things out as I go. It's a school of hard knocks and there's different ways to get on different paths. And, you know, whether you're religious or not, this was the path that somebody else chose for me. Okay. And we just kind of made it work. So the school of hard knocks, I've, I've experienced a few of those. Tell me about your biggest, uh, if you're, if you're free with it, tell mm -hmm. me about your biggest financial hard knock on, oh my gosh, I just dropped 10 grand and I just wasted it. I well, there's so many of those. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so, an old car guy, dude. I, I buy new cars all the time and lose my butt <laughs> on every one of them because I don't care. I'm just like, you know, whatever. It's a payment. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, as far as financial stuff, you know, we, um, you know, most people don't know that we lost our first child. So when I say I have seven kids, I've got six kids living. Okay. Our, my wife and our first child passed away oh. two days before her first birthday. And that's kind of what got me on our real path okay. of even being spiritual and going to church and all that kind of stuff. So that's a whole different side story. We'll bore people to death with that story. Um, but those kind of things, you know, are just 
further reasoning of why I'm on the path that I am. Um, it's just one of those kind of things. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's a whole different long story, but I don't even remember where I was going with this. I got sidetracked. What were we talking about? Teamony. We were talking about. Welcome to live radio, folks. Business. We were talking about business decisions (laughs) that, that someone else. Okay, there you go. My goal here is, is for you to be able to share an experience that some listener can relate to and say, oh, Okay. I'm glad I heard. So after she passed away, thank you. See, I I knew there was a reason I was going (laughs) in this story. I was like, how did I even get here? Sorry. You know, this is what happens at age 48. Um, But no, we filed bankruptcy after our daughter passed away because we had a lot of medical bills. We weren't prepared for it. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We went through short sales back in the big rush of 2007 and 8. We owned two big old houses at the exact same time, had to short sell them both, got scammed by somebody saying, oh, don't make your payments for six months. And then we'll go into the, and the federal government will readjust your loan and it'll save you this much money, which ended up being a full scam. We got caught up in one of those from somebody I knew. Um, But, you know, those kind of things are going to happen to anybody and everybody. And, you know, people will look at where we're at now as a business or as a human being and they're like, oh, man, that's easy. Let's just do it. Yeah. Do it for 23 years. You're going to find good, bad, and different and everything else like that. And it and it's just that old cliche of how you react to those uh, circumstances. Luckily, I've been very fortunate with the attitude of my favorite motto that I tell my kids all the time is worry about the things that are in your control. Things that are out of your control, why are you letting it bother your life? Okay. When the whole internet stuff happened, my wife was a mess. I'm not going to lie. She was about ready to hurt people. And I'm just like, listen, we have no control over this. I'm not worried about it. I'm moving on. I'm doing my normal business. I'm doing my normal thing. I'm going to be out there in the public. Whatever. Bring it. You know, so it's all just attitude. So, so let me see if I can rephrase that. So through your, that would probably be good for your listeners at this point. What is this guy talking about? (laughs) So through your experiences is keeping the better attitude. Uh, about the situations that you're in. Well, and and if if it's out of your control, if there's nothing you can do to physically fix a reaction to something, which especially when it comes down to the emotional side, you can't, I can't instantly make you, Peyton, you need to like me. I mean, it's just, it's one of those kind of things. You can't force those kind of things. You can't fix it. So don't worry about it. Worry about the things you can control. So do you remember the first time that you were actually uh, able to say, I'm not going to worry about this? Were you always like that? Like growing up, did you let emotions affect you? No. Well, not that I know of because I've stuffed them all away. So I don't (laughs) even know what's really down there. I probably need a lot of counseling in all honesty, but I'm not going there. No, but. uh, (laughs) Side note, everyone needs a lot of counseling because as soon as you open one door, the floodgates just And that's why I won't even open the one door. It's closed. (laughs) It's behind me. Why am I messing with this? How is how is any of my past stuff going to affect me going forward right now? Okay. That's that's my attitude. I, what, wrong or right, that's Mr. Chambers' motto. There you go. All right, and every yeah. everyone's got to have their their thing that allows them to push forward. Yeah, that's so, fine. That I, hide all the nonsense. <laughs> See ya. I fully respect it. How how is that? Has that played well with like relationships with people around you? People a lot of times don't know how to quite accept that. They think there's more really going on when there really isn't in my mind. Okay. They're, they're my, I, I don't know. This is where psychological stuff goes in where, you know, uh, my wife just had a conversation with me. Just there was some article that came out that said 
pay attention to how many uh, conversations you're having to yourself in your brain, like when you look in the mirror. So the, the example is this. You look in the mirror, you see a booger on your nose. You go like that, wipe it off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, well, I know, but didn't you think about how long it had been there? Who else saw it? And I'm like, no, I got rid of the problem and I moved on. <laughs> but this article she read, most people don't do that. They start dwelling on all the stuff. Oh my gosh, who else could have seen that? Was that there when I went to church? Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. And and it's kind of weird. We've we've talked about this because she just brought it up like two weeks ago and or two days ago, and she was baffled. That, like when I'm mopping the floor, she's like, "You're not having a conversation with yourself." I'm like, "No, I'm mopping the floor." <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of conversation? Well, my brain never turns off, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're a girl." And she goes, "No, most guys will still have conversation," and I'm just like, "Not this guy. I don't know what to tell you." That's so, all. I, I, you I, I wish that I had a little bit more. My brain never shuts off. Literally. My brain doesn't shut off when I'm driving because I'm always thinking about advertising and marketing and going, who do, do, do. <laughs> but when I'm mopping or golfing or anything else like that. Okay. So let's talk about golfing and yes. business. Has okay. golfing played a role in your business at all? It's fun to hang out with people. Okay. Um, but I'm not one of these that go out golfing with people with the hopes of getting business. Getting business. Um, okay. Chances are if I'm golfing with somebody, they're probably already client and we're just buddies anyways. Um, the one thing I did put on that little questionnaire, and I've been invited over here. There, there's a professor here, Matt Curl, who used to be in my old ward and everything else. He was in, in our bishopric, but he had invited me over to talk to the entrepreneurs and the classes here. Cool. So I've done a couple of those little things. If you can imagine me talking to students uh, <laughs> as I'm talking on the college radio station. They're getting, hey, this is public. This is not college. Oh, all right. We'll this see. Public radio. Sorry. Public radio. Get it straight. But anyways- the one thing that every time we talk about Dixie Direct, and we'll have some of these conversations just like you and I are having, um, we finally get down to the very end and somebody says, what's your secret to success? And I actually wrote that down when I sent this to you yesterday. I said, the only thing that I do differently is every part of my business, I am trying to separate myself from what everyone else is considering normal. I don't just email people. People get freaked out by that. They're like, what do you mean you don't email people? You're talking to business owners. You've got to email them. Guess what? If they don't pick up the phone and build a relationship with me, I'm not interested in helping that business. I know it's crazy, but it has separated me from every other advertiser out there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So even at Stephen Hedegar's college the other day, I, I got invited to do a mock interview and I had this whole conversation with this kid. He was doing a mock interview for some job. He emailed the, the, the person or me in this case, but that's as far as it went. And I'm like, why didn't you pick up the phone and call? Well, I emailed you. Now I gave you my phone number. Okay. Pick up the phone and call so that you separate <laughs> yourself from every other college student that's applying for the same job. And in business, I do that same thing. I, I, you're welcome to text me. You're welcome to email me and all this kind of stuff. But I promise you, if you're ever trying to sell me something or want me to donate something, if you send me an email, it's going delete, gone. Now you pick up the phone and call me and people think, well, I don't want to bug business owners. Guess what? That's how relationships are built. Mm-hmm. And nobody else does that. So we're, That's the thing you do so well with your social media, in all honesty. You separate yourself from every other boring realtor out there. By never stopping. Well, thank I you know. so much. We're, we're wrapping up here in okay. just a second or two. 
thank you. We, we've been talking to Tony about uh, the Dixie Direct and all of the wonderful things that they have been able to accomplish. Thank you so much. Remember, we are on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. We start our Facebook Lives at around 2.40, 2.30, so we can get as much information as possible. Also, the event coming up February the 20th, Training for Greatness. Go on my Facebook. You can uh, get your uh, ticket left. We've only got about 25 left. Thank you guys so much. 100.3 Radio St. George, Radio Dixie. See you guys. Frick.